If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. To another episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. This week we have a jam-packed episode. We have a lot to talk about. A lot to cover. Uh, the biggest release, obviously, is Spider-Man Far From Home, which mm-hmm. comes out on Monday, July 1st. Which is really interesting. Why a Monday release? I've never, ever seen this before. To beat the July 4th holiday, I think. Sure. But it's like, they're kind of cheating. But I love it. Yeah. It's ballsy. People yeah. will see it, but it is kind of cheating. <laughs> Far From Home is the second in this series of films starring Tom Holland as Peter Parker. It's about he and his classmates readjusting to life after the events of Endgame. Yeah. So it picks up quite a few months afterwards, after everyone's returned, after the big snap, and they're all about to go on a class trip to Europe. And we get back, John Favreau is happy, is starring in it as well. We've got yeah. Marissa Tomei, he's back as Aunt May. Australian actress Angowry Rice as Betty Brant, and Zendaya is back as MJ. What do you think of Zendaya as MJ? Um, look, I'm open to it. I think she's a little bit um, stiff. Mm. Uh, not much of a personality. But I grew up, we grew up on... Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst as MJ. Mm. And that's who... It's just really hard to let go of that. But also the character itself in the comic books is very outgoing. Right. Very confident, sort mm. of flashy, maybe a little bit superficial to begin with kind mm. of person. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the direction they've gone. And I find it really hard to resonate with her version of oh, MJ. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, so you get more of the same. More of the same stiffness, awkwardness, monotone... Yeah, just which is funny to an extent, I suppose. It is, but That's I just... a difference, but it does get a bit boring. I just don't feel the chemistry between those two on the screen. Um, I didn't... It's a bit awkward. And, it's and, so important, though. Yeah, it is. And especially in this film. In this film, 
he's dealing with, you know, trying to get the courage up to tell her how he feels on this mm-hmm. class trip. He's also dealing with the aftermath of Endgame, which we can't spoil. Um, Still? Yeah, we can't <laughs> spoil. No. It's very connect- this movie is very connected to Endgame. There's yeah. a lot of Easter eggs and harkbacks and links, and it's all about uh, Peter Parker struggling with the weight of the world on his shoulders and yeah. how he fits as an Avenger now. Mm. And, and they, ma- they made that really clear in the trailer mm. that they released after Endgame had hit cinemas yeah. and how it literally went straight to the jugular by saying what had happened in Endgame and how that affects Peter and mm. the wider story. Yes, exactly. And they pick up on that. They really lean heavily on that. It's a This film is a, a lot more light-hearted than Endgame. It's a bit of a palate cleanser, I would mm. say. Well, Endgame was pretty heavy. Yeah, it was pretty heavy, <laughs> yeah. So it's a palate cleanser after the heaviness of that Endgame. And it's more light-hearted and fun with all the school kids letting loose in Europe and having a great time on vacation together. But it's still also very moving and emotional and it addresses that aftermath of Endgame. Yeah. And I have to say, Tom Holland is the Spider-Man that we deserve. Mm. His acting chops are fantastic. He's a great young actor. Yeah, and he puts on an incredible performance here. People will really, really resonate with that. We see Peter Parker struggle with his everyday school life and then also struggling with telling a girl how he feels and then also having to struggle with this alter ego. And Tom Holland just is the perfect Spider-Man. He embodies that so well. Yeah, and hopefully he'll be around for... Many more movies to come before they hit the reboot reset button on Spider-Man again, which Mm -hmm. they have now done three times in in a decade or whatever. Yeah. I want to address the villain in this one as well, because obviously the scale is not going to be as big as Endgame. I don't think anything can top Endgame. No. So they brought it down a little bit, but the villain I felt was a little bit one dimensional in this i don't want to spoil it by saying who it is people who know the comic books will know who the villain is and what the motivation is but they've twisted that motivation a little bit in this film in the right direction no i think it's a bit lazy i think they've they've gone a little bit lazy in his backstory and they've linked it to the avengers endgame story can't really say too much about that, but it's a bit of a lazy link, I thought. They could have just made it a standalone. They didn't need to link it back in that way. Right. We'll talk about this in a spoiler episode, I think, yeah. in more detail, but it just felt a little bit tired to me. Okay. A little mm. bit one-dimensional. That's a bit of a shame. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it's such a good film. The scale is pulled back a little bit, but it's a really entertaining film with a lot of heart and all really hit home. And it grounds the characters again. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of moments in the cinema where people were clapping and cheering. Really? So there's a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of really cool Easter eggs that people will really love okay. in this film. Yeah. Okay. You were saying that there are some end credit scenes. Yes, there are two end credit scenes. So make sure that you don't leave before the very, very end. It's worth staying till the very, very, very end to get those two end credits they're trying to kick you out say no yeah hold on yeah they set you up for the next the next spider-man movie in a really shocking way shocking shocking it's very shocking oh that's all i can say about that so i've seen a couple of movies this week Mm -hmm. notably would be toy story 4 yes now i had it's smashing the box office yeah toy story 4 of course big time big time it was expected to was it needed does it justify itself? Does it justify its existence? Was it needed? No. <laughs> Am I glad it was made? Yes. 
Yeah. It is so much fun. Yeah. It is so great to really, to have these characters go on those wacky adventures. And it is, it, by the way, the animation is absolutely stunning. Hmm. If you don't, all the environments look real. It's come a long way it since is the first. Extra- oh, I re- if you put them next to each other, mm-hmm. it would be almost like something done in paint has first yeah. uh, computer generated. Like it would be so different. But Toy Story has always been quite groundbreaking in its animation. Oh, and this takes it to the next level. Really I think great. I've never, I've, it's just stunning. I've never seen anything like it. And it certainly helped in telling the story and, and all, all that. All that jazz. I have think they, without... they finalised it now? Like we thought Toy Story 3 was the perfect ending. Well, exactly. Toy, Toy Story 1, 2 and 3 was the perfect trilogy. It was such a beautifully told story arc mm. of all our favourite characters. Andy moving to college and mm. and the toys being handed over to Bonnie. Mm. So that is a, it's a continuation of Bonnie and her toys. Mm. But we get Bo Peep back into the mix and, and obviously there's that history of love interest between <laughs> Bo and, um, Woody. and Woody. And it really, you know what, I, do, I really don't want to spoil anything, but there are some key takeouts and maybe some, some a little bit of criticism. Mm. So it is Woody's story. Yeah. It is Woody's movie, and they make that really clear right from the beginning. Is Buzz Lightyear taking a bit of a back seat? He's barely in the movie. Oh, dear. You know, he was such a star in the third one as Spanish Buzz, and, you know, <laughs> so, so many iconic, mm. you know, slap the thigh moments laughing. But, um, yeah, it was a real shame. I don't think that they played on the Woody and Buzz friendship uh, very well mm-hmm. in this one and he, he did take a back seat that was a bit disappointing a lot of the toys did but we mm-hmm. did get introduced to a whole lot of new toys and that that was really cool it was actually quite terrifying at times mm. like horror elements and jump scares and, and such like yeah a bit darker was, yeah a bit darker but it was cool it, it really worked and not as emotionally draining as the I, look one. I welled up but I wasn't as mm-hmm. emotional as I was in the third movie and how that came to a close i did feel like that last the last scene mm. in inverted commas was a little bit rushed i would have liked to have seen that have a bit more mm. gravity to it but other than that it was so great and look if they make a toy story 5 i will be there again <laughs> because it's just so much fun yeah do we need it no do we want it yes <laughs> uh toy story 4 i'd probably give it four popcorn kernels and lee what would you give spider-man Far from home, we missed that bit. I'd, I'd give it four, but four. Okay. I'm, I'm going to think about it a bit more over this next week while we do our spoiler special. But yeah, I, it, yeah four yeah. definitely. I did. I want to quickly touch on I think one other movie yesterday, mm-hmm. which is directed by the always perfect Danny Boyle and script by Richard Curtis. Now this movie two winners were right there. Oh, absolutely! Like great duo. And such a lovely original concept. It is. It really is original concept. Do they have some fun with it? Hell yeah, and it's really, really cool. Do they go down a very, like, nothing too new, nothing too deep. Like, it's like, ticks all the, oh, yeah, we're going here. Tick, yep, we're going here. it's predictable. It's very predictable, predictable, uh, which is okay, because Richard Curtis makes these lightly fluffy movies anyway Mm. that kind of do punch through a message or two. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. So Ed Sheeran has quite a big role in this, and apparently it was meant to... It was offered to Chris Martin of Coldplay, but he couldn't do it for scheduling conflicts. Mm. And look, Ed Sheeran was great in it, but now I just wish it was Chris Martin instead. (laughs) Uh, So I can't get that in my head, unfortunately. Why is that? Oh, I just think... Are you not an Ed fan or is he just... I'm not much of an Ed fan. I'm much more of a Coldplay fan. So that's just 
that's just me. I would have liked to. Have. It feels like he spends all his time just doing cameos these days. Yeah, Game of Thrones mm. to yesterday. But anyway, it's it's fantastic. Everyone, it, it kind of plays on the idea as is if mm. would the Beatles music be as popular and successful today if it was written? And you know, they just go with that. That's what it is. Of course they would be. Of yeah. course they would be. So, great writing is yeah. great writing. Yeah. And there's some there's some really great, really lovely, heartwarming moments and it's a lot of fun and the music mm. carries the film as, as you would expect. So that's out in cinemas now. That just came out this week. Mm-hmm. Also out in cinemas on a limited release is Parasite, which is being hailed as the best film of 2019. Would you agree? It was one of the most extraordinary experiences that mm. I've had watching a film. I went to the Sydney Film Festival a few weeks ago. Saw it there. And saw it there at the State Theatre, which is just a stunning venue anyway. And I went to a, a Q&A after with, with the director as well. But Parasite is not what you expect. It Buckle up, it's just over two hours, I think. Mm. Hour, uh, 130 minutes. But it take, it's like a blend of, of genres. It's not one thing. It, it, it's, it's, it's a lot. It is fucking funny as well Mm. it's so funny but really dark and it plays on class struggles and Mm. rich and poor and then how this family get themselves in this situation with this rich family and and all the rest of it got a lot to think about a lot to take in a lot to think about there's a lot of layers to it Mm. and you don't expect where it's going to go i never know where a movie's going to go but heck i had no idea where this movie was going (laughs) and i was just like woohoo the the acting is fantastic the script is one of the best it won the Palm Door. It won the mm. Sydney Film Festival. So it's it's sweeping up all these great yeah. uh, festivals and awards, and rightly so. Like I could go on and on about this movie, but there's one thing that blew me away. The big mansion house is such a character in 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 the film in Parasite. Mm. There's so many layers to the house and what is happening in and around and how it affects mm. the characters and how they interact. Yada yada. It is convincingly a real house, and all the environments. Uh, I felt like they were all real on-set locations. They were all sets, and I could not get my head around that. It was just so perfect, and the way he shoots his movies is extraordinary, and I still don't believe that they were sets. Like, I just don't believe him because they were that perfect. But anyway, that was me picking up my jaw off the floor when, when he revealed that when a question in the audience came mm. out. I was just like, you're fucking kidding. Anyway, so that was cool. That's why I love movies like so, that, you know. Yeah, you heard it's it. so believable. You heard it here. Get out and see it because that one's only going to be in cinemas for a limited time, unfortunately. Yeah. So also out recently, we've got Child's Play and mm. Annabelle Comes Home, two horror films going head to head. Mm-hmm. And also The Secret Life of Pets 2 went up against Toy Story 4. Yeah, lots, a lot of movies out right mm. now. I always commented on putting Secret Life of Pets and Toy Story 4 head to head. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. The clear winner is Toy Story 4. <laughs> uh, from a box office point of view, anyway. But yeah. yeah, that's interesting. So, there's a lot of news over the last week or so. Yes. We've got some beautiful images released for Greta Gerwig's version of Little Women. I didn't even know this was happening. No, no. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> that cast is hectic. Yeah, starring Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, Meryl Streep, and Laura Dern. So, oh Meryl God. Streep and Laura Dern. I mean, that mid-90s Little Women film is such a classic and beloved, yes. so it would be interesting to see yeah. how this one resonates with an audience. And Greta Gerwig is such an interesting director. Oh, it's kind of great. That's great. coming in January 2020 to Australia. There was also an announcement that Henry Cavill, you know, of Superman fame, will be playing Sherlock Holmes alongside Millie Bobby Brown and Helena Bonham Carter in Enola Holmes. So this is based on a book series about Sherlock Holmes's little sister. Oh, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like she's a very hyped actress and she's maybe a bit young to have the goods to back it up yet. Mm. But so. what? Yeah. Well, this obviously answers the fact we're not going to get another Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. soon, yeah. yeah. And that's coming in 2020, so that'll be interesting. Will he have a moustache? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh shit, guys, I've got to go make another <laughs> Superman movie. It's an interesting... I can't really see Henry as Sherlock Holmes, but... Oh, I think we'll be presently surprised. I think he's too big. I'm... Is Sherlock Holmes meant to be ripped AF? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just concerned because Millie Bobby Brown's... Like, she's great in Stranger Things... But her film projects haven't done so well so mm. far. And they're big projects too. Yes. So it so seems like another big one. Whether she's picking the wrong projects or other elements are just not coming in. So I'm not sure. I'm, but I mean, Helena Bonham Carter's in it. So. Oh, perfect. Um, Pixar Animation have announced details about the movie Soul. Mm. It's coming in 2020. And that's going to take us on a journey to find out where our passions, interests and dreams come from. So it's going to be, sounds like a similar vein to Inside Out. Which is one of the most perfect movies ever. It was great, yeah. So do you think this might be a bit similar? Yeah, definitely. I think so. But too similar? No, there's a lot to explore there. If they do it right, I think, Yeah. yeah, they'll take the time to do it right. It's good to hear, it's good to see that they've got another original story, you know, In the works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also we got news that Paul Rudd is joined the cast of the new Ghostbusters 2020 film as a teacher, a teacher. of all things. Probably a bumbling idiot teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. Don't tell me I like Paul Rudd. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I like Paul Rudd. 
<laughs> no, I'm on board with this. This is great. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people aren't on board with this Ghostbusters remake. It's no. It's hitting a lot of criticism. I, I think it's just because they discarded the all-female Ghostbusters from 2016 and it's kind of like mm. for, just ignoring it, forgetting it. It was ever made and they're just like, oh, we'll just do this now. I think I think there's room for all, though. I mean, they could do a sequel to the female version and I, I think people would watch it. Oh, yeah. But they won't. <laughs> We've got... New, a lot of new trailers out at the moment. Oh, I've got a bit more news. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. No, pick me, pick me. Okay, sorry. Um, going back to Dark Phoenix, so Simon oh, yes. Simon Kinberg, who's mm. the uh, writer-director, mm-hmm. this is a quote from him, it clearly is a movie that didn't connect with audiences that didn't see it, didn't connect enough with audiences that did see it, so that's on me. So he's taking he's the taking, blame. He's yeah. taking the blame for the poor box office reception. I don't think that's fair very noble of him to do that but there was a lot more going wrong with that oh yeah he did he didn't make a good movie well no <laughs> but there are other elements there are other factors that came into play oh, totally. i think i mean with I... the whole merger between disney and fox that was a big factor i think the fact that jennifer lawrence wanted an out was a yeah. big factor i think they reshot the third act the yeah. final scene completely rewrote it reshot yeah it. there's there's a lot of things that had to go wrong for that movie to end up where it ended up yeah um, no one goes out of their way to make a bad movie the director does a setup going guys we're gonna make a subpar superhero movie no but it was they were up against a big wall already and didn't quite overcome it unfortunately Mm, but I I don't I don't think the blame entirely lies on the shoulders of Simon Kinberg no sure um it just sucks like I do feel for him though because it was his directorial debut yeah uh, and it was like well where's he gonna go yeah where's he gonna go now also, something that we no one asked for, uh, there, there's going to be a, a, a new Hunger Games prequel novel mm-hmm. by uh, author Suzanne Collins. However, you guessed it, Lionsgate Films have already been in touch with her to see if they can yep. make the film version of it. So this is set 64 years prior to the original Hunger Games quadrilogy. I would presume setting up how the Hunger Games began or something. Something like that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. But which I love, like I loved the first two Hunger Games because it was the Hunger Games mm. and that's always pretty exciting. So I'm ready to go back in there and it yeah. really, it'd actually be really cool in the di- the different technologies and it might be a little bit more brutal because they won't have as much, mm. as many gadgets and whatnot, I would imagine if it's mm. 64 years in the past. So that, sh- that could be really cool. Mm. Bear traps and shit. Mm. And, oh, there was one thing that popped up uh, mm-hmm. This morning was the Little Mermaid live action <laughs> remake, and which originally Lindsay Lohan was attached to. Yeah, and she wants Meryl Streep to play Ursula, but Melissa McCarthy is tipped to be to be playing Ursula. That's and, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ursula is evil. I don't want an Ursula who's going to be like cracking jokes on the side. Yeah. Hopefully, she just cuts that out of her her way of working yeah. with characters. And she just becomes this evil character. Yeah. Then I'm, then I'm, I'm there. Yeah, you don't want her to become too cartoonish, which is a danger when you bring too yeah, much yeah. comedy in. Yeah, for sure. Mm. That's not who Ursula is. No. She's evil, yeah. and she needs to stay that way. <laughs> Please, Disney. <Yeah. laughs> uh, trailers. Oh, trailers. Okay, trailers. So we've got trailer for Charlie's Angels movie, which is coming in November fourteen. Big bail. The trailer was shit. <sighs> <laughs> don't hold back now I have not been super keen for this but I goddamn love Elizabeth Banks Me too. I love Elizabeth Banks and I was just like so hopeful 
but yeah, the trailer seems like it was just jam-packed full of cheesy lines. Yeah. And I was not into it. I mean, look, pause. Charlie's Angels is really cheesy. It is. So I guess if they know the type of movie that they're making and they go down that road mm. unapologetically, then it could work. But to your point, it doesn't seem like it's working in not, the trailer for what so we see. Far. Yeah. Not so far. Yeah. And they, I don't know, I think Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz just had these three so, such different Perfect. personalities. Yeah. And as far as the trailer was concerned... I felt like they were all the same. Yeah, the, the, yeah. You couldn't you couldn't really see a clear distinction between the characters. No, yeah, no. I agree. It's and the, really and it point. was all about them recruiting a third angel. Is this where the story is going? Yeah, mm. played by Naomi Scott, who mm. we recently saw as Jasmine in, in Aladdin. Aladdin. Uh, so yeah, a bit of a curveball for her to be in a Disney mm. family film and then you know kick ass action, but. That's great. I love when actors do that. Well, I'll reserve judgment, but it oh, didn't I... blow me away. <laughs> You've you thrown got, it away, I've right? I've gone too far. Yeah. I, yeah, we'll just see. Hey, um, do you think they'll make a cameo? Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu and Cameron so. Diaz? I'm not sure how I feel about Elizabeth Banks as Bosley either. I really hope she's not going to go down the ditzy, bimbo, oh, idiot. Surely not. I, I want a smarter Bosley. Mm. I know Bosley's a bit of a, you know, hapless sidekick sort of manager kind of person but I, I really I really hope that, that she moves away from that isn't she meant to be playing a Bosley like there's more than one Bosley hmm? I thought I read that somewhere hmm. but anyway we also got a trailer a really interesting trailer I'm actually really interested in seeing this called Ready or Not starring Aussie Samara Weaving it's about a bride who gets initiated into her husband's wealthy family with a game of hide and seek <laughs> But then she quickly realises that it's turning deadly as they hunt and try to kill her. Jesus. I know, it's a bit of a full-on movie. but What it, a great premise. Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see why her husband would put her through that. Because he seems to be on her side and trying to help her mm-hmm. get away. And I just think, oh, was that a bit of a flimsy setup? Like, why did he marry her and bring her into the game if he knew that was about to happen? Yeah. Yeah, so that it could go either way. Is it like a dark comedy or is it a you horror? I think so. I think it's a bit of a right. dark comedy thriller. Yeah. yeah. We also got a minute of behind-the-scenes footage from Bond 25 this week. A bit underwhelming. It was a bit of a music video. Mm. They basically released a minute's worth of a music video. I think they're trying to spin some positive PR because mm. on this podcast all we seem to talk about is um what's going wrong what's going wrong so i think they're like hey looking great here you go we're doing it like Mm. yeah but these things that keep going wrong yeah uh we've got a new trailer for this film called the art of racing in the rain which is a feel-good family film i think about a dog and his owner and that comes out on october 3 great now this next trailer (laughs) we need to have a cold shower after it's been too long since we've mentioned The Rock on this podcast. <laughs> I need to get him back in there. Thank God is. the final trailer for Hobbs and Shaw got released this week. Hectic. It's the most insane trailer ever. I thought mm. my phone was going to blow up watching it because there were so many explosions and cuts and blah. Yeah. It, it, uh, this looks like fun. Like It does. It's so much fun. It's certainly action-packed. I've never been a huge fan of the Fast and Furious films. No, neither. Um, but no. this one looks really... Like, no fucks given. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's full of car chases, mm. it's full of testosterone, mm. the banter between Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson, and then we also get Vanessa Kirby, who was in The Crown, uh, and she was in uh, yeah. The Mission Impossible, well, yeah. Mission Impossible as well. She looks badass. Yeah, so good. She's playing Jason Statham's character's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sister. And they've started filming Fast and Furious 9. Already. Already. Mm. So I didn't realise that was happening so soon. Oh, they'll just keep Like it was always, out. it was always going to happen, but I didn't, I hadn't read anything about when we start filming in, in summer or whatever mm. and it's happening now. I'm like, okay. Well, I think obviously this Hobbs and Shaw has refreshed interest in it. So maybe they're jumping on the bandwagon and yeah, trying yeah. to pump things out as quickly as possible. I think they're hoping this one will be very, very successful that Hobbs and Shaw, because heck, they need to make some money back because they have pumped cash into this film. You yeah. can tell it's got written all oh, over it. No doubt it will be successful. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's coming out on August 1st this year. It's coming up really soon. Mm. Only a few weeks. Yeah. So what do we got coming out next week, which is July 4th? Well, July 1st, as you mentioned, mm. uh, Spider-Man Far From Home will be released. Yeah. So get out and see that. After, there's a movie called After, which is out on July 4th. It's a teen romance, a pretty cookie cutter teen romance, I think, where the mm. good student falls for the bad boy with a secret. Oh, something new and fresh there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mystified Michael Hutchins. So, you know, there's so much more to the story than we know. Some things are revealed that even his bandmates didn't know yeah. the full extent of. So uh, they didn't they didn't realise some things until they saw, which I won't spoil, but mm. until they saw the film in That's the crazy. cinemas, they were shocked. So it's it's if you think you know the story of Michael Hutchins, you don't really. This is... A really interesting documentary. Mm, great. I love a good documentary. Music documentary. Yeah. So, so many films to see this week. We've got to come up for air. I know. Get out there and see them while you can in the cinema. And we'll be back again next week with a spoilerful podcast episode about... Spoilerful. Spoilerful <laughs> podcast. I, I actually Spider-Man. can't wait to unpick this movie and talk it through yeah. with you. So, um, we'll, we'll catch you then, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks for stopping by. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.